On today's episode of the All Things Bama podcast, Austin and Katie welcome back Joey Blackwell to the show. Joey updates us all on what he's been up to since leaving Bama Central, as well as his predictions for Alabama football in 2023. This is the All Things Bama podcast, a part of the Bama Central Broadcast Network. Welcome to the All Things Bama podcast, a part of the Bama Central Broadcast Network. I am your host, Austin Hannon. It is Wednesday, August 9th, and do we ever have a special guest for you today? Me and Katie are alongside former Bama Central assistant editor, Joey Blackwell. Joey, welcome back to the program, the show, the site. Me and Katie, how have you been so far these last few months? It's been good. It's it's simultaneously felt like it's been a long time, um, but it also feels like it's been, <laughs> it feels like it's kind of flown by too. I mean, April 20th, I think it was April 23rd was my last day at Bama Central and moving on from there and um, on to, you know, I've been doing a lot of a lot of big things since then, but it's been a lot of fun and and I've been keeping up with you guys and watching y'all. And boy, did I pick a an interesting time to get out of uh, covering Alabama athletics because a lot has happened since then. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. But thank you guys so much for having me. Obviously, y'all are both two really good friends of mine, and I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to come back and uh, you know kind of get on a couple of soapboxes um, probably here and there. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, the way we're going to do this episode, Katie, obviously, you can um, ask him anytime, anything you want. I've got some stuff prepared, but um, I feel feel free to jump in. And this is kind of just a, um, you know, relaxed episode here of the All Things Bad Podcast. So my first question, obviously, you're at Alabama Power now. You've relocated, I should say, professionally to Birmingham. Uh, you've always you've been living there. But um, yeah. what what's the biggest difference in your life right now depend uh, compared to April and, and prior to that? Ooh, um, probably working a regular nine to five, you know, I get up every morning between six and seven, I, you know, shower, get dressed, I go to go to you know drive to I live in trustful, but I drive down to downtown um, to go to work and um, yeah, and then getting off, you know, between four thirty five o'clock every day and um, my the, I work in media relations. And so that's awesome. And that um, since the pandemic, of course, everybody had to work from home for five day, um, five days a week, but now they started rolling out to where, um, the president wants people to be in the office for three days a week, just so you can kind of, you know, maintain, um, that company culture and, you know, bounce ideas off of each other, but then you're allowed to work from home two days a week. So having that stability, um, not stability, having that, um, versatility, um, has been a lot of fun, but yeah, going back to your question, that's, that's been a big thing. Having weekends, <laughs> um, regular weekends, you know, um, two days off every week, you know, it's, it's, it's been quite an adjustment. Um, but, um, I've, it's been a lot of fun. My wife also recently, Emily, she just changed jobs as well. Um, working somewhere else. So it's been, there's been a lot of change in the Blackwell household, but, um, it's, uh, been a lot of changes for the better, I believe. There's also been some other changes. You look great. Why don't you give us? Why don't you brag yeah. about yourself a little bit here? <laughs> well, I, well, I shaved. Um, I shaved <laughs> right. my beard off. That, that was the thing that happened a week. And ago, I grew but... one since since yeah. I last saw you. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think uh, you're afraid to be losing weight, Katie. I've I've lost uh, just under eighty pounds uh, in the past. I think I started this in December. I think so. My goal is to still try to get to at least a hundred um, by 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 the Christmas, but we'll see. Um, I'm really trying. I'm, I'm trying to walk a 5k a day. Um, I'm getting to where I can, you know, jog a lot more now. I'm kind of doing some interval training a little bit and um, doing some weightlifting here and there. But um, 
really just, you know, me and Emily have been eating really healthy and, um, you know, all the cliche stuff that everybody says when they lose weight. And that's, it's really, there's not a lot more to it um, than that. And eat so less, far it's been work out more. well. Exactly. Exactly. Eat less and be more active. I know that's cliche, but it's uh, it's cliche for a reason. <laughs> there you go. Words of advice from Joey Blackwell. So you kind of mentioned the nine to five and, and kind of the difference in, in what you're doing now, but tell us kind of about what your new job's like, what your day-to-day, you know, responsibilities are and, and kind of what you're working on. Yeah, you know, it's kind of going back to Bama Central. It's, you know, on that side, you're on that side of, of the curtain in that, you know, you're a reporter, you're um, trying to find out um, information um, through, you know, with an SID or a sports information director, you're there, they're your contact for a lot of that information. Um my job is basically I'm an SID for a massive corporation. I'm, I'm, I'm working media relations as a communications um, specialist. And so basically local members of the media will, you know, email me and, t- and ask me questions. And it's my job to either put them in to connect them with the right person that can help answer their questions or answer that question directly. Um, we also help, you know, schedule interviews. Me personally, I don't deal with any internal comms. There's, that's a whole other different department. Mine's more external. But we also have a department that deals with, you know, handling you know, interviews with the president and CEO of the company um, and that kind of stuff. So on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's kind of just getting information in, um, out to people. Um, we also have proactive campaigns. Um, like right now, we're talking about, um, we have this technology called Fizzer, which is an acronym. I can't remember what it stands for right off the top of my head, but basically what it is, is, you know, you know, every time your, your power blinks, right. You know, it can be, it can blink for sometimes just, you know, a snap of a finger, or sometimes it can be five to 10 seconds. Right. And then it'll come back on um, that, at least in the um, central and Southern Alabama area is called Fizzer. And what that is, is basically it's a computer program that's what what happens when your power blinks in that tiny amount of time. Um, the computer will basically that means there's an outage somewhere, right? And in that tiny little fraction of amount of time, your power goes out. The computer sees the issue and then reroutes power around that outage back to your house or your apartment or wherever you live. So in that that single amount of time, it's not like the well the line goes down and then comes back up. That's actually an outage and the power is being rerouted. So stuff like that, um, it's our job to kind of um, create, I know for a lot of people that might find that interesting, a lot of people also might find that very dry and boring. And it's our job to kind of pitch that, that to media members in a way that makes it more entertaining and, and why it would be something interesting for people to learn about. So I love my team. I, I, I love the job so far. It's It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of unique challenges. Um, it's obviously very different from being a sports writer. It's very different from, you know, instead of looking for answers, you, you're supposed to be the one that has all the answers. And so that's been quite an adjustment, but um, it's, it's been, a, it's been a lot of challenges and changes, but um, nothing I haven't been able to overcome yet. So I've been, been really, really grateful and um, hopefully keep doing a decent job at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you, you kind of gave us a little bit of a lead in there saying how different it was from your old job. Um, so we'll kind of transition more into that now. What do you think you miss most uh, about this job, about sports journalism as a whole? You know, I've had a lot of people at Alabama Power when they find out where I work, 
they ask me that question, oh, do you miss it? You know, do you think you'll miss it? And as of right now, I don't miss it yet. Um, but what my answer has always been, talk to me again when we're halfway through football season. You know what I mean? Talk to me like right now. I I, I really don't miss covering sports, but I guarantee you when I'm watching, you know, the basketball team play in, in Canada and I'm not there, you know, I guarantee I'm going to wish, you know, I was there covering the team. I'm going to wish, you know, if Alabama makes it to the national championship game and I couldn't get a ticket, you know, I'm going to miss not being able to be there, uh, you know, and cover an event like that. So um, I, I, I do, I, 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 I will say I miss it more now than I did a few months ago. That's for sure. Um, but I think, what I miss most about it is just, I really miss the people. I miss the beat. I miss being around all those guys on, on and, and you guys on a daily basis, um, especially when, you know, like right now fall camp's going on. And um, I'm sure y'all have the classic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday press conferences. Y'all might even have more than that now. Um, I know Sunday's media day still, right? So y'all probably just had that to deal with. Um, but, you know, I, I miss that camaraderie on the beat and um, I miss hanging out with you guys and, Y'all have done a lot of not not Bama Central, but I know the beat it in general has done a lot of shuffling around since I've left. And so I've been kind of watching that from afar. And um as soon as I leave, of course, everybody goes nuts and starts changing up everywhere. <laughs> but um, you're a trendsetter. I, I know, I know. I I I that that's just been me everywhere I go, I guess. I'm trendsetter for Alabama baseball, apparently, too. So um so yeah, no, I I I I I'm just gonna be brutally honest. I don't, don't miss it a lot yet, but I guarantee you this time next year I will definitely be getting an, an itch to be going back and going to some stuff. Well, it was when we had our like when we started having media stuff again this week or over this past week and uh Mal Moore for football fall camp. I, I told Austin one of these days, I was like, Hey, this is when it's like sinking in. Joey's not here anymore because like we're actually here in person. Cause you know, like the last couple months there hasn't been <laughs> I mean, after you left, there was the end of baseball season, but I don't cover baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like we kind of have been like a little bit of a sports lull, but now it's like, yeah, it's Bama Central's different, the beat's different, but like you just hit on um, you know, for a while you were basically um, one of the very few people covering Alabama baseball, then all of a sudden after you leave, just media coverage explodes for multiple reasons. <laughs> uh, I could only I could only keep uh, people at bay for so long. As soon as I left, those floodgates opened and all the scandals came out. Right, that was my, that was my job, Joey the gatekeeper. <laughs> no, I uh, you know baseball was always a lot of fun covering. Um, I had a really good. I know that this. Probably not the best thing to say, but I, I did really have a good relationship with Coach Bo at Alabama. Um, he was a very fun coach to work with as a member of the media just because he was very open and, and he would, you know, tell it to you straight and he was very easily accessible. And um, I was, you know, a lot of people, you know, in the 24, 48, 72 hours after all the news broke regarding um, him talking to that guy on the phone in Ohio. Uh, it was Ohio, I believe, right? Um, yeah, you know, I honestly, I was just as surprised as everybody else because I only knew Bo as you know, this really upstanding, great guy. And, um, I still think he's, he's, he's a good guy. I, I think he just, he just made a mistake. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, the punishment that was given to him was, you know, deserved for that mistake. But at the same time, I think that it, at the end of the day, it was a mistake. Um, I do like the direction of the programs going. I thought JJ did a tremendous job um, as the 
interim head coach. I'm very, very glad he was able to stay on staff. Um, I, I think he's done a great job under Bo. Um, looking forward to seeing what they're able to bring in. I know, obviously, they're kind of having to rebuild the program from the ground up. They lost a lot of talent this year. It's the, what we're seeing in, in Alabama basketball. If you ever have a good team, you know, you kind of have to start all over from scratch the next year just because everybody leaves. <laughs> And rightfully so. We wish those guys nothing but the best, um, except for the guys that transferred to other SEC schools, but we won't talk about them. Um, so, so yeah, I, I was very happy to see what happened. I thought it was really funny that that's the closest they've come to going to Omaha in the five years that I covered the team. And I was like, of, of course, you know, as soon as I leave, they're going to go to Omaha and I'm not going, but um a, 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 tr a trail that ended a tad too soon. We can talk about that seating all we want, you know, three months after the fact, but, um, or however long it's been, I guess less time than that, but it feels like that long. Um, but yeah, I, I can't even remember. I've, I've been rambling on for so long now. I can't even remember what the original question was. What was it? It, was, it wasn't even really a question. Katie was just kind of asking your thoughts about the baseball stuff and um, kind of poking oh, okay. fun at the fact that everything kind of flipped on its head as soon as you left. So um, it was really yeah. funny, you know, in, in the in the 24 hours after all that stuff happened, I started getting so many texts from local reporters that will remain nameless of people asking me for like phone numbers of people and asking me questions about what I thought about this, you know, who, who they should contact. And I was just like, I, I did help a couple of them that I'm friends with. Um, but the vast majority, I was just like, I was there for five years. Where were you? If you were there covering the team, you would have known, but none of y'all were. So why should I really help you right now? Also, I'm working at another job now, so I don't really care. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely weird. Uh, not having you around and and kind of shouldering that bead and um, taking them taking them down to June and down into Winston Salem and that was a joy to be there and it was weird that Joey wasn't there and of course Hoover <laughs> and all that uh, I think we probably would have found a way to get you to Omaha if they had made it that far but um, I would have found a way to make it to Omaha if they made it that far with or with <laughs> or without y'all <laughs> I, I, people I mean Joey people have been asking me the last few months about Rob Vaughn and how I think he's going to do and what's the future of this program and. I, you know, give them the best answer I can. I've only covered the team for two years now. Uh, what, what did you think about the hiring? What do you think about the future of this program? And, uh, of course, with all the NIL stuff, and we're seeing Colby Shelton and Luke Holman go to SEC programs that have more money than Alabama. How do you fix that? Yeah, you know, as I'll answer the first part of your question first. Sorry, my, my dog is putting her paws up in my lap and is trying to climb <laughs> me like a tree. So that's why I keep getting distracted. Um <laughs> she's waiting for her mom to get home and she's not home yet. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the hire of Vaughn. You know, I think he, he had a, um, I think he was 84 and 54 in big 10 play. If I'm not mistaken, I think he has 183 and 117 overall. Um, you know, they, they finished the top, the, their standings in both 2022 and 2023, he won big 10 coach of the year in, in, you know, back-to-back -back seasons. Um, and I, I I don't quote me on this, but I, I think that he was also part of the team in their three winningest seasons, I think, in program history. So obviously, obviously, I'm saying all this because he, he's, he has a proven track record. I know he hasn't been a head coach for very long, but he does have a proven track record. And at a team like at a place like Alabama, he's only going to have an easier time recruiting. And he, he was able to get some really, really good quality guys um, in, at Maryland. I like the staff he's built. Um, I, I think that 
you know, especially keeping JJ's pitching coach. JJ is a really good, we, we've seen time and time again, the type of guys that they were able to recruit with JJ and Bo um, at, at, at pitcher. And those guys always leave um, a little earlier than we'd like for them to see, but they leave for a reason because they're really, really good pitchers. Um, and I'd like to see it on the mound. Now, your second part of your question, I'm sorry, could you repeat it? It was about, it was about, you know, recruiting guys and keeping them from leaving, right? Yeah, just, I mean, the challenge of now, if you're at Alabama, it seems like if you get the talent, they're going to go to LSU, they're going to go to Florida, they're going to go to Tennessee. Well, you can thank NIL for that, first and foremost. Um, I think you can also thank, well, I wouldn't say first and foremost. I think you still have the scholars, the scholarship, this, I can't talk, the scholarship um, issue that's just still an issue across college baseball. Um, they're trying to make tweaks to it here and there, but at the end of the day, I think it's 11.7 is the scholarship limit, right? Or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember if that's exactly correct, but um, it's been a while. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it's just remarkable for me to think, you know, about we have all these college sports and then for, for college baseball, it's, those rules don't apply. It's a different, um, but for a school like Alabama that could, I, I would think would be able to afford more scholarships for their baseball players if they were just given the opportunity. Um, I think you see you're then if you, this what, there are a few things that Alabama and Auburn side the same on. And if you talk to both Alabama and Auburn's head baseball coaches, I guarantee they both have the same opinion about the scholarship situation in college baseball. Um, it's not it's not fair that Alabama, schools like Alabama are limited, but then you have schools like you know Vanderbilt and schools in other states that are don't have to follow. Basically, they can legally um, take advantage of loopholes that are there that you know give them benefits. Um, and so, I, I, I it's a situation that still hasn't been fixed. I think in time it will be. Penny, what are you doing, dog? dog? Freaking out over there. She's going nuts. Um, but yeah, I I think. That's something that needs to be fixed if you're wanting to retain, you know, guys that have left to other schools. Um, and unfortunately, that's something that Alabama by itself can't fix. Um, NIL is obviously another big factor in that. Other schools are able, you're able to make more, not not that you're able to make more money, but there's more, there's more opportunities to make more money elsewhere just because at Alabama baseball is is not as big as obviously basketball or football or heck even softball um, at, at this point. Um, there is interest, but in order to build that interest among the fan base and among the alumni base, you have to have a certain amount of, of success. And while Alabama baseball historically has, you know, remarkable success the past decade, decade and a half, that just simply hasn't been the case. And once that fan base is reignited, and I think Rob Bond can do that, um, I, I, I think we'll start to see hopefully some more, you know, dollars pour into the program and that's how we can retain them. But if that success doesn't come, then um, it's there's still a long road ahead of them. Joey Blackwell made it to Sewell Thomas Stadium a couple times after he left Bama Central, including trying Dippin' Dots for the first time. Um, <laughs> what what was the flavor of choice? How did we think uh, it was? And would you eat again? Um, I think I got Oreo, if I'm not mistaken. Good I pick. think that's the one I picked. Um, my wife, Emily, picked for me because she went and... She saw the mini helmets that they served them in and was like, Jojo, I need the mini helmet. And I was like, go crazy. <laughs> um, and I saw, anyways, I got Oreo. Um, what were the other two? I, I remember the third one was what I get again. What was the second one? What I think? 
Well, yeah. Um, what'd you think? What were your initial they thoughts? Were great. One out of 10? Uh, they were great. Yeah. I, when I, I've seen them at every sports stadium that I've ever been to my entire life. And I just had never had them. It was something I never thought to get. And, um, I ate them and, uh, we have the, I actually have, you know, speaking of which, I actually still have the mini helmet back here, um, that the Dippin' Dots were served in. I, know, I don't know if y'all are recording video for this, but if you are, <laughs> there's the mini helmet from it. Um, for the listeners, um, I have a small crimson mini helmet in, in my hand. Um, but yeah, they were delicious. I would, I would get again. Absolutely. Um, and shout out to Mark Jennings for, you know, him and his, his Dippin' Dots. Um, I, I really, really do approve. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to your time at Bama Central before we get into some football stuff, uh, were, were there two, three out? I don't want to put a finger on it and say one, but two or three of your favorite moments um, in all those years that you spent with Christopher Walsh, Katie Windham, and I guess for myself for a few months there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, contrary to popular belief, they did not all take place in the city of Indianapolis, although um, <laughs> there were some there were some great things there. Um, that's an inside joke for for the for those for the listeners um you know i i joke about indianapolis but i i think one of the best things that we did was covering um getting to cover the ncaa tournament there just because it was such a unique environment you know you have 68 fan bases all in this you know coming to the same city it's never happened before and will never happen again um and that came at a time when pandemic we were still in the heat of the pandemic it was you know march 2021 and you know things were that was i remember walking down with tyler martin who used to work work with us um i remember walking down the main one of the main streets there and they had some fan stuff set up and everybody most people were wearing masks but you saw some people with without them that were eating and stuff and i remember talking it was the first time that he and i had been to like bars and restaurants you know since the pandemic and it was the first kind of sense of things are going to be okay. Things are returning to normal here and there. Um, it's not going to be anytime soon, but we will make it through. And so I think that that was, you know, a, just a, a lot of unique set of circumstances. Boy, and I thought about this, you know, just a couple of weeks ago about, boy, did I pick a, an interesting time to be a sports writer because it's a few of the most interesting years uh, in the history of American sport. Um, these past few. Um, another one, a second memory would be um, obviously the 2020 National Championship game um, in, in Miami. Um, that was another unique, you know, scenario, the all SEC schedule. Um, Mac Jones obviously broke a lot of records, but Lord knows how many records he would have broken if he had two extra games and, you know, three or four cupcakes to play instead of a 10 game SEC schedule. Um but it, yeah, I, 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 when I think of a third thing, um, it's really a tie between both of the SEC tournament championship games with Alabama um, beating LSU in that crazy final second with Herb Jones um, tipping the tipping the shot. Um, and then uh, this most recent year, just Nashville is always so much fun. And I'm not trying to suck up to you, Austin. I know you're from up there, but <laughs> I do really, really love Nashville. And I love Bridgestone Arena and being able to cover two SEC tournaments there and both times Alabama winning um, was just, you know, a lot of fun. Not so much luck for me and Katie when we went down to Tampa in that, that year in between, in between them. But uh, the the two Nashville tournaments were a lot of fun um, and the – 
these are the type of memories that I will definitely take with me for the rest of my life. I, I they were really a lot of fun. We got to talk about it. Oh, go ahead, Katie. I was going to say, we, we made some good memories on that Tampa trip, uh, mainly <laughs> on the way back up, uh, yeah, listening yeah. to Auburn, top-seeded Auburn lose to A&M on the radio in the car. It gave us some entertainment as we had to veer off the interstate because of traffic and weather delays. And then, you know, the next week we got to go out to San Diego, which was great. Great bad basketball oh. for but great destination. Got to eat some good food out there, do some sightseeing. Yeah. So They're, you know, on on the court, not the best results, but some fun off off court travel. Yeah, that was a very interesting final week to the season because it was like, yeah. okay, we and Katie are going down to Tampa together. We'll probably be there at least two th- days, maybe th- <laughs> you know, maybe three. Yeah, that's what you thought. Four. And then we were like, oh, we're here. Okay, we're headed home now. Like, that's how quickly <laughs> Alabama was bounced. And then we found out, you know, obviously that Sunday, okay, Bama's going all the way to San Diego, like the literally geographically the furthest they can go from here. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure um, there might have been something in the north in the northwest. But um, going out there and then I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, if Bama makes it out of this weekend – Joey's gonna have to drive up to San Francisco by himself. I'm just gonna rent a car and Katie's gonna fly back, and that's gonna be an interesting. And then, of course, once again, oh, the planes landed. Oh, wheels up. It's time to go home. Bam, I got bounced again in the first round with JQ going down with that injury. But yeah, you know, you're right, Katie. You you bring that up, and it's like, you know, it's not just the get that's that is something that I miss about about it is that it wasn't just about the games obviously that's a big part of it going to those events but it's more so you know the 24 hours before and after you know or for the sugar bowl you know the week leading up to it all the fun you can have on bourbon street you know and going out and trying you know food at, at local restaurants and stuff like that that's really the stuff i'm gonna miss the you're working you're working real hard um, but that's but that hard work is what makes those moments so much more fun when you do have you know that downtime and are able to go out and have some fun yeah, we sprinkle some fun in there. <laughs> Joey, it's fall. Um, you're on a different side of it now. And I'm sure you've been reading plenty. You've been hearing plenty. Um, I want to know what you think about the three quarterbacks and, and what your take on this whole crazy thing is. Don't they have five on the roster? Are we sure those those final they, two they do have five. Aren't eligible? I think we're I think we're down, I think we're down to three. I, they do have five on the okay. roster. Okay. <laughs> I was talking talking to a coworker um earlier today and he was saying well, you know, there is five. You know, you never know who's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Saban exactly. said at media days, he said three. Now, he never said which three. Everyone's just Ooh, assuming it's Milro and Buckner, but. What if it's well, neither Milro or The transport portal is about to have two more quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no you know. He said they're ripping all five at practice. So we'll see. Yeah. But your opinion as a fan now. As a fan, um, I'm still on. I, I know this might be a hot take. It might not. I don't really don't have my finger on the pulse of the fan base like I used to, but um, I'm still part of the Jalen Milrow train. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people look back at, at him last year and they think, is this the guy that we really want? You know, because they don't focus on the good things he was able to do. They focus on the shortcomings. Let me ask, let me, let me, let me say this. Weren't there a lot of people that had those same thoughts after Mac Jones had to take over for two of her couple of games and people were doubting him? And look what happened when he came out in 2020. He just absolutely blistered everybody. And I'm not saying that Jalen Miller is going to be the next Mac Jones. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't judge a quarterback based off of a couple of starts from the year prior when they're thrown into a situation that they really could have never anticipated. 
Um, I think that Jalen Milrow is a really strong, sturdy guy. We've seen some of the stuff that he's been capable of doing. He's been putting in the work this offseason. No doubt that he's been um, – I've heard some rumors that he might not get along well. I think those rumors are kind of conjured up by people. I don't really think there's any um, credit to them. Now, granted, I'm not you know around the program like I used to, but – um, from my personal firsthand experience, he's a really high character guy, and I, I I really do like him, and I think he's going to do well. Um, Simpson Buckner, I think, is more and more. I I so I have Miller at my number one, but another thing we have to remember also, this is a point that I've been talking about the past couple of days with some friends, is that Alabama can afford to not have not start the right guy in the first game of the season this year. You know, it's not like they're going to a neutral site, you know. Just the first game, though. Play game. Yeah, just the first game. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you can afford to try people out. You can afford to put people out there and then play one for a quarter and another for a quarter. You can rotate them out and not be a problem. Now, for that Texas game in week two, obviously you have to have that figured out. But this isn't, you know, this isn't a if you mess up, you're going to get punched in the mouth week one game like it, like it typically is for Alabama. So um, going back to the quarterbacks, I, I think that I think Simpson's a better quarterback than Buckner, but I'm interested to see if Buckner fits in better with Reese um, at, at QB there. Um, I honestly have Buckner having an edge over Simpson just because of that. I think Simpson, given time and having more time to develop, could be the better guy. But as of right now, I think because of that relationship that Buckner has with Reese, I, I, I think that that really um, will hammer it home to him being two in the competition. And that's not at all disrespect to Simpson at all. I think he's phenomenal. Um, my one concern with that is that does Simpson enter the portal after this year? Um, I, well, I forget I, Julian Sayan's coming in. That's that's the Julian big thing. Is, too. is this just going to be a one year thing, like a rental quarterback, and then Sayan comes in and becomes, you know, the Bryce Young, California five star kid, or is this going to yeah. be something where maybe Milrow or Simpson can continue into to consecutive years? Yeah, I think regardless, it's going to be it's 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 a, it's it's the most intriguing quarterback battle I think we've had since Tua Jalen when you just had two guys and both were equally, both were equally talented um, just in different, you know, slightly different areas. Um, You know, you have, I think of like a Venn diagram, they were like this, you know, with just like a very edge um, on on each, on each quarter. But, um, but yeah, uh, the sum it all up. Milrow is my guy. If I'm, if I'm making the pick, you know, and if I had a little bit more experience watching them um, in practice, I I think, I feel like I would go with Milrow. Um, I really like him. I I think he's the type of greedy guy that Alabama has needed for a while now. Um, And that's not disrespect to Bryce Young. I, I think that that's, I think that he's Bryce Young in a bigger body as far as his grit and his, his ability to, um, really motivate but also he's really tough and that's something we've seen from reese too you know when he was asked about you know the play up a, a, a player that he could be um if he wasn't a quarterback i think he said a pulling guard right he has that grit that's something that well um, well no reese was saying that of himself he yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's what i meant yeah, that's right, what i right, meant right, right. that's what i meant reese has that that grit um and then you, I mean, you even have uh uh i'm having a brain fart um defensive coordinator for Alabama right now, Kevin um, Steele, Kevin, Steel. um, Kevin, even Kevin Steele. See, that's what happens Kevin folks Steel when you get out of the about. beat. 
Look at yeah, him. exactly. He's, he's a clean man that doesn't know everything. That's good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you have Kevin Steele now too, who's saying that Reese is is a gritty guy, you know, and and, and has that. And if you're a defensive coordinator saying your offensive coordinator have that, I think that's a good sign for how this offense is going to be. We have the offensive lineman talking about how crucial the run is, um, which is obviously every Nick Saban team that's done really well has been able to run the ball very effectively, um, and so I think that that's a good sign of what they have coming in this year. And I know with this uh, podcast isn't supposed to go on forever, so I'll stop rambling, but that's a very, very long answer of, 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 of the quarterback situation going on right now. Last question. Um, just overall thought, what was the prediction? You know, everybody's talking about Georgia going for the three Pete, obviously it hasn't been done since the thirties. Alabama tried to do it. They, the kick six happened. It didn't happen. Uh, is Alabama to win the West? First of all, are they going to win the SEC and will they win the national championship? Those are your three questions. Well, if they don't win the West, they don't win the SEC. Correct. Um, so you can't have, you can't have, well, and you probably won't win the national championship without the West. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's happened before. Probably. Things probably won't. With Alabama. It's happened twice <laughs> for Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, if I'm looking at the schedule and comparing it to last year, you know, I think Bama's going to um, beat Tennessee this year. I think Tennessee is a really, really good team, but I think they're coming into a an environment in Tuscaloosa where it's going to be a revenge game. Um, Bama fans want nothing more or not a lot more than beating Tennessee <laughs> after last year. Um, LSU, I think, is going to be a, a big problem for Alabama, though. I think what Brian Kelly's building down there is – Last year was just the beginning of, of problems. Now, does that mean that LSU will beat Alabama? I, maybe not. Um, but I think that last year wasn't just a one-off thing for Brian Kelly down there in Baton Rouge. I think that they are really building a, a decent program down there. Um, as far as predictions, Texas is good. I think the Texas game is really going to set the bar for the season. Um, I think if they can win that Texas game, especially with all the hype that's being slowly but surely built up for this game over the past six months. Um, if Texas is as good as people are starting to think that they will be, um, if Alabama is able to win that game, I think, you know, you have a pretty decent stretch of, of, of winnable games there, South Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi state, Texas A&M. So that's, you know, three, the first six games of the season are fairly winnable before you start to enter that gauntlet of Tennessee LSU. Um, yeah, yeah, let's not forget about Arkansas. Um, I think Bama, I think Bama and LSU will both be playing each other. That's my take. I think Bama and LSU will both be undefeated when they play each other on November 4th. Um, I think that game will decide the West. I think I give Bama the edge in that game. I think Bama will win the West. Um, now I have LSU at two. I think when they go to Atlanta, I think I, I, I mean, the obvious answer, Bama's going to be playing Georgia and Atlanta. Um, I think that's a pretty obvious answer for a reason. Um, I, I it's going to be very interesting because if Alabama is undefeated, uh, we could see a situation where they're number one, maybe number two, depending on how on Georgia's you know at strength of schedule. And I think Bama would probably lose to Georgia in Atlanta, but still make the playoff. I, I think that that's a potentially something that we could see, and we something we saw last year. Um, with uh, TCU losing in their championship game and still, you know, squeezing in. I don't think Bama would lose to Georgia like that in the championship like TCU did. But <laughs> it's definitely something that's possible. So I guess if I if I have to make a prediction, Bama wins the West, 
loses the SEC championship game to Georgia, I think they make it to the championship game. Um, I won't predict the championship title winner if, if that's okay, just because that that's a big question right there. You have to know who the other three teams are going to be before you can make that pick. But if they can make it to the playoff, I mean, Alabama more than likely could win it. So you know what? Screw it. I, th- I think ba- I think Bama could win it. I think Bama. If, if it doesn't they matter playoff, anymore, Joey. You're a fan. It doesn't matter. That's anymore. true. Just, That's just true. Say people, they're going to win it. People can crap on me all they want. I'm immune. Let the haters come. <laughs> you heard it here first. Joey Blackwell has picked Alabama not to win the SEC, but they will win the national championship. Something they have obviously done before. Um, he's riding with Jalen Milrow to get them there. All great thoughts. He said he likes I Rob. I can't Bond. wait to be complete. I can't wait to be completely wrong on all of this. <laughs> but um, Joey, we're, for, we were all fun. Go. What were you saying, Katie? It's all in fun. There's no. It doesn't yeah, matter. Right. No, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, Joey, it was great to have you on. Um, stay in touch as always, and uh, keep killing at Alabama Power. Uh, we miss you and Emily uh, here at Bama Central, and hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we should we should do this again after this season and see just how wrong I was with all these takes. I'd love to come back. And um, you guys are great friends of mine. And I really enjoyed working with you. And uh, thank you so much for having me and looking forward to hopefully talking to y'all to, uh, in person pretty soon with a fantasy football draft. Sounds yes. Good. Yes. Katie Wyndham, Joey Blackwell. I'm Austin Hannon. Thanks for listening to the All, Bama, All Things Bama podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon.